Welcome back to another episode of Oddest is Hottest. Of course, my name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we're doing another film review, as y'all may or may not know, depending on if you're new here or not. We are inherently film reviewers. Our first podcast has been going on for several years. It is a horror movie review podcast. And so every now and then we're going to throw in a film to review that is relevant to the content that we like to do on this podcast. And so today I decided to throw in a little fun one. We're going to review the film God's Not Dead. And to be fair, I guess it's not really a film review of the, you know, the filmmaking and the quality of the film because we... No, if you're listening, the quality of the film is not for us, right? So, like, right. we did not like the quality of the the content of this film. It's just for evangelical Christians or for, I guess, not even really evangelical Christians. This is just a Christian film by Christians. Yeah. And so we're not going to like the, the content, but what we can talk about is it's specifically, like, anti-atheist or anti-agnostic it's just an anti-anything christian they even come for other faiths correct i was like this is the most self-righteous film ever and christians Mm. are all about like no we're not judgy you're judging us and then this whole film is judging literally everyone else so if you're not a christian you're a fucking asshole who beats their family and probably gets breast cancer right (laughs) yes absolutely a terminal cancer yeah like you're going to die. And I had, so this came out in 2014 and I had long left the church at that point. I had, I graduated high school in 2011, had moved out of the house. Had this come out though, when I was like in middle school, I guarantee you this would have been an entire youth group trip to the movie theater, or they would have showed it in our church to the entire youth or the entire congregation even because there were, I specifically remember when I was in seventh grade. So what is that like 12 maybe 13 Mm -hmm. so they took us all we had these projectors and we weren't like a mega church or anything we were a pretty small church but we had two medium-ish smallish sized projectors on either side of our sanctuary and they brought us all in around easter to watch the passion of the christ on those projectors and i guarantee you they would have done something similar with god's not dead This thing is two hours long, by the way. Two Mm -hmm. hours of self-righteousness. It did not need to be that fucking long. It's difficult to ingest, like digest or, you know. And basically what this is, they take the atheist argument and basically they wanted to make a film. There are a couple reasons, obviously, they wanted to make this film. One, you go to college and it's a horrible liberal going to turn everyone atheist. That's their entire goal. And that's, that's specifically what they set out to do place. That's point number one. Maybe not, these may not be in order of the points that we're making, but point number two, <laughs> it gives them a platform to argue and debate atheists just outright. Yes. I mean, to your first point, when our main kid signs up for classes, he goes to the little registrar table, he signs up for classes, and the guy tells him that he shouldn't be in this philosophy class because he sees his cross and he literally says, it's going to be like in the Colosseum feeding you to the lions. Is that all you have? Is that the only basis for any badness that has ever happened to you? Then shut the fuck up. Right. And it's like the persecution complex Christians want to be persecuted so badly because all of their Bible Bible stories are about 
persecuted Christians. And so mm-hmm. these are their heroes. And so they, they want to be in situations where they can martyr themselves for their God. And so yes. they make them up. That's you exactly what that, this fucking movie is about. They're doing it with the vaccine. Yes. They do it with abortion. They do it with literally to pick pick a political thing or something that shouldn't even be political, and they make it political in the name of their Lord and Savior, right? Right. So they can fall on this sword that they completely made up. Yes. And when well, they think differently than me, and I'm right. the right one. Correct. And then they do it on this very righteous, pretentious, it's my duty and my calling and my job to make sure that everyone knows about, you know, Jesus, God. And if I don't do that, then I am failing God, except, you know, this kid, they make him out to be like this very, now I didn't really like it, but this very like soft-spoken, lovable, like he's not out like proselytizing actively. He's doing it in this area where he was told he could do it, you know, or that's what the whole class is about is this like God is dead debate. But really what, when you put it on the world stage, these people are doing it constantly in very inappropriate Mm -hmm. area, you know, we, we shouldn't have it in government at all. Absolutely. And And it makes it into a big old thing because his professor's a fucking prick. He's just a prick. He just is. He's just that atheist to be an atheist. And that is not the real fucking world. Well, and he's not really an atheist because what they do is they they take what Christians are told atheists are, which is not the case. They take an atheist and they make him jaded, angry, pretentious, verbally abusive, you know, taking advantage of everyone takes complete advantage over his girlfriend, basically treats her like mm-hmm. she's an idiot. Exactly. You know, and makes him, you know, sound like he's better than everyone and everyone he surrounds himself with are basically just these void shells that act like they're, you know, aristocracies or whatever. Yeah, and- they just parrot everything back to him. And that's not how that really fucking works, especially in a university. You have so many different people with so many different mm-hmm. theories. Right. That is why their minds get broadened. Exactly. And that's why a lot of kids, when they do go to university, they do end up being liberal because they break out of these shells. It's not because the universities are like, we're going to make all these liberals. Right. It's because they're exposed to different cultures and different ideas and different things. And then when you break them out of this little conservative, white conservative Christian shell they've been in, a lot of times they're like, wow, that's fucked up. Or we teach them actual history, which even the colleges aren't great at that, but they're better right. than the high schools. And so their minds are a little bit more broadened and open. But this professor that they have as an atheist, just to jump to the end really quickly, he's not actually an atheist because in this final debate, he's like, why do you hate God? Or like, do you hate God or whatever? And he's like, yes, I hate God. So he he's not an atheist because he's angry at God for taking away his mother. Like he's just an angry, jaded, hurt person by God. And by the end, he's like accepting Jesus on the premise that he's literally laying in the street dying under duress. Right. Like, right, so exactly. he was never an atheist. He was just an angry person and mad at God for taking away his mother. So this isn't an actual, even like true stance against atheism. It just gives Christian that warm, good feeling that they're right about everything. And atheists are just angry, upset, you know, hurt, wrong, misled, misguided, lost sheep, basically. Right. 
which is not the case. Like a lot of atheists, and they even say this in the film. I think I even wrote it down. And a lot of points they made about atheists, if like they just sat and thought about it for a second, I was like, yes, correct. Like the point you're trying to make there is actually for atheists. If you just stopped right there, he was talking to this kid, this professor, this atheist professor is talking to this kid. And he says the most committed atheists were once Christians, but we took the blinders off. And he's talking about how he lost his mom at 12 and it was horrible. And he said, a God that would do that is not worth believing in. And I'm like, exactly though. That's a lot of atheists were Christian, were evangelical, were whatever, were in the church. And then they deconvert and deconstruct because of the things they have seen. And, you know, they, they open up to, wait a second, this doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if you really think about just that point he made for a second, you might actually get somewhere. But they don't want to. All they want you to, they just want you to think about what they want you to think about. They don't want to open their minds at all and think about right. science and anything else. It's just God is, God is real. God is not dead. Right. And they keep making, he brings up, so this kid, his name is Josh Wheaton, which is funny because I was like, Josh Wheaton. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he is, he goes to this school like this university enrolls in this philosophy class and he has this girlfriend in the beginning and she basically has you know they went to their high school sweethearts they went to college together and she basically says if you do this like you're ruining my 50-year plan for us like you might not get into law school because he's going to personally ruin your career and she leaves him for taking on this debate with this professor so even they they do this thing where they completely isolate the martyr Mm -hmm. Everyone he loves, he even mentions his parents, turn against him. So they make him literally this figure martyring himself, falling on his sword, because that's what they want all of exactly. these Christians to do. It is indoctrination. That's what this movie is. It is just further indoctrination. You need to do whatever it takes. If it means losing your parents, your girlfriend, the love of your life, your grades, your career, your friends, everything. You do it. Yes. For a fucking philosophy class that you're not even going to really remember. In An intro. Class. Yes. Calm the fuck down. But he said God is putting it on his heart. He can't turn away from God. I promise you God can defend himself. I've read that Bible too. There's some shit he can do. Right. But of course he won't. Because, you know, in my opinion, he's not real. And, like, if I was in that class, and the thing is, everyone in that class, so their first assignment is to write, God's not dead. So the philosophy professor's like, let's just get that out of the way immediately. There is no God. That's the premise of this whole class. Right, which is also fucking bullshit. Like, they yeah. are making this guy into such a fucking prick. No teacher would ever actually do that. That you was my first point. Yeah. Broadening these kids' minds, especially in a philosophy class. There is no teacher in the world that would – your very first thing. Like, he literally doesn't talk to them about anything else philosophy. He just says, write, write it down on the paper. God is dead. No, no, no. That's indoctrination. No. Exactly. Which and I, and I am not saying the atheist community is just as toxic as the there there's no community, no religion, no school of thought that is without its toxicity, right? So Right, but there's th no way this teacher would still be around. No, exactly. And you know, they that's if you can sure you can lead with that thought-provoking form mm -hmm. of questioning 
but a teacher's job and my, my very first note on this movie was no professor would do that. Then maybe there's one out there. I'm not saying this is a blanket statement, but this is not likely no. And I've been, I took many classes because, you know, I kept dropping out and I kept going back and having to <laughs> they take would be, classes. They'd be on the fucking news. Like we would hear about it right. from all these fucking Bible beaters. Oh my God. Like I heard when fucking Harvard was thinking of taking out the Holocaust stuff. Okay. Like we would hear this shit. Right. And you know, I think a lot of Christians do this thing where they're asked to think about it not told that it's a one or the other. They're just asked to think about it and they run with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They won't even do that because you are so fucking close minded. You people who think this way. And so they took like maybe one circumstance or maybe one thing that may have happened to someone and they just obviously exaggerated it to the nth degree. Right. Here. Like I could see this as a writing prompt on your first day. I need you, I want you to write an essay your first day telling me why you think God does or does not exist. Like I could see that. Because the thing is here, here's the whole problem with the God exists or doesn't exist. The burden of proof does not fall on the atheist. The burden of proof falls on Christians and just constantly saying you know, he brings up like Stephen Hawking and a lot of other famous physicists and scientists who are constantly trying to prove things. And he constantly brings up, well, these things are just theories. Yes, correct. Like that is what science is, hypotheses and theories. If anything's not proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, they're theories. But that doesn't mean that they're not necessarily fact. They're just theories because we weren't there. We didn't see it. Your God is not even a theory. It's just a superstition, essentially. It's a story, which you were also not there to watch him write down with your King James fucking Bible that you're repeating. Right. And so, again, the burden of proof falls on the Christian, not the atheist. You're trying to say that something exists that probably doesn't or, you know, the only proof that you have is a a warm, fuzzy feeling that you get. And again, the placebo Mm -hmm. effect is very strong here, you Mm -hmm. know, so... I'm not here like faith makes people come like it's comforting. And I, like my mother is very attached to her faith. Like I've heard her talk about like she wouldn't have gotten through some of the things she has in her life had it not been for her faith. Like, okay, that's, that's fine. And I'm happy for you that you have that. But the problem is like you can't base other people's lives off of that, which mm-hmm. is what they constantly do. Mm-hmm. And so he's these counter arguments like and and this he also does these debates and this professor like pulls him aside and is like, you're not going to embarrass me in my own class. I'm going to make sure you never get a law degree. And it's like this professor invited him to debate and then he's debating and the professor's getting mad about it. That also would not happen. Correct. Like it's just so outlandish. They just want you to hate atheists so much in this movie. Right. They want you to be scared of anyone that is not you, which that's further. They are the ones that want to talk about how divided the country is, but they're the ones putting themselves in. Yeah. In these boxes, making these movies that are like convert anyone that's not like you. And then when they're not like you, we're going to show you how horrible, sad, tragic, abusive, miserable lives they lead yes they have a muslim in this film 
That's the same fucking God you believe in. Just to let you know. I know that's amazing. It is. Same God. They just don't believe in Jesus. <gasps> I know. It's so scary. But so they have a Muslim in this film and that's the bad guy because his mm -hmm. daughter wants to be a Christian and then he beats her and throws her out. Right. Like she is listening to, I assume, an audio book of the Bible yeah. or Bible stories and he finds out and literally I made a note of this. So the girl gets beat violently by her dad for saying that she believes in Jesus. And then it's like to set to the soft contemporary Christian music when she's getting beat and kicked out of her home. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it, it's very manipulative, this yes. entire film. And, and she, she like goes to a local pastor and he's basically like, you did the right thing. You know, you, you should say that you believe in God. It's like, calm the fuck down. She should not get beat and thrown out of her home because of this. No. She doesn't need to martyr herself because of this bullshit. Right. And also it shows that Muslims are oppressed when most of the time Muslims do not feel oppressed. Like she's completely covering her face except for her eyes and she takes it off when she goes to work because she works at the university. And so they're immediately showing that she is sad and oppressed for being Muslim. Oftentimes that is the choice of the woman too. Like that may not always be. And obviously in places like Saudi Arabia, we have, they, the women have no rights and I'm not defending that line of belief. But what I am saying is oftentimes if you actually listen to Muslim women, women that have platforms, which they do often, like if you actually listen to them, these are their own personal decisions and choices that they mm -hmm. make. They want yes. to participate in this. So and I've seen the comparison of, which is really good. Like you see one as oppressed, but what about nuns? Like you don't look at them as oppressed and they're doing essentially the same thing. Like, right. so it's automatically villainizing and dehumanizing an entire religion, which we've already done enough, especially since 9-11. Right. Which brings me to two separate things. First of all, when he's looking for how he's going to debate this, he goes to a catholic church that is a catholic church i don't care mm. if that's not a priest up there that is a catholic church saint john's calm the fuck down first of all that is a different religion than yours i'm so tired of you crazy fucking people being like yeah well, you also believe in jesus so it's the same thing no fuck off you're crazy get out of my religion yeah second the only people that he quote-unquote converts in this film are <laughs> other foreign religions so we have the muslim girl and then we have a guy from china who he's talking to his dad and his dad's like no you just you do what the professor says and he's like but what but what but what and he's like you are ruining your ability for your brother to possibly go to school over there and they're still like yeah he should do that he should totally fuck over his entire family and his brother to get a good education because he wants to debate this with his father on a landline or on a line that's probably tapped Fuck you. No. Right. Like they're showing th that God comes first before the safety of people, of many people. And that that is okay. Like, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. And your Jesus wouldn't think so either. Right. Exactly. And like there's, and then we're not, we haven't even talked about the vegan humanist yet. Oh my God. Yeah. If you're a vegan humanist and don't believe in God, then you are going to get breast cancer. 
and then that she's essentially me like she's more except for like they take because they show the back of her car and it says like meat is murder and like humanism so she's i would assume a secular humanist which is what i am and that doesn't mean anything except for i'm secular so i i don't have a religion and i'm a humanist so i think humanism rights come first before well, it means religion. you're going to lose your GPS, get your car broken into, and you're going to have a boyfriend who leaves you when you have cancer. Like all of these horrific things happen to her. Yeah. And she's, when they, when I say like humanist vegan, like they make her the like, it, when you think of one of those like militant, annoying vegans, like yeah. this is her. They, they wrote the character like that and they brought in the Duck Dynasty family because mm-hmm. she like accosts them as they're going to church one day and like how do you feel about luring birds to their death like you know it's like shut the fuck up bro and then he mm-hmm. talks about the lord and savior because that family is incredibly self-righteous as well you know they're incredibly mm-hmm. wealthy and i'm sure you know he's like yeah but you know riches is only one thing the true riches are in eternity all right then donate it all do it right exactly i fucking dare you get rid of all your money donate it to all of your charities that's what your jesus would have done yeah he doesn't like riches exactly but they're not gonna do that it's just all mouth service so fucking hypocritical that whole fucking thing and like okay be rich i don't care i would love to be rich i'm not gonna lie same you sure i'll take all your money absolutely stop being so self-righteous about it and judging everyone else and not even looking in on yourself you love jesus so much but you don't actually listen to anything you just repeat it back right exactly and then she also has this boyfriend who's a fucking asshole who happens to be the brother of the woman that's dating the professor because everything is convoluted here. And he's just so horrible. He's like this super wealthy, powerful partner of this company who doesn't want to go see his mother that has dementia because he's like, what's the point? Like, she doesn't even know who I am. Like, I just bought her a TV. It's fine. If she can do three plus three, I'll visit. What the f- Yeah. So they just show also somebody else who doesn't have religion is just mean, has spiteful. No heart. Exactly. Yeah. And then this woman who is the secular humanist vegan, you know, which I don't even know what veganism has to do with it. I guess if you don't eat meat, you're also anti-Christian. Guess Interesting. So. Interesting, interesting. I guess they just mean that means you're a liberal hippie. Basically, yeah. Satanist. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> so she gets cancer and then he's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm done. Like, that's just too much for me. And basically just leaves her in a restaurant alone when she tells him that she has cancer. And then she basically just gets angry and tries basically goes to the okay and the newsboys first of all i know you probably do you know who the newsboys are Kristen? i didn't are they a real thing i assume yeah, they are real thing yeah yeah, yeah. nope and uh, she goes to this newsboys concert at the end which i'll get to that in a fucking minute and she like goes in with her press pass and she's like you know they like coming at them for their faith and they're like you're not really here to harass us are you you're hurting and you need Jesus. And she's like, how did you know? And it's like, oh my fucking God. Yep. It always, always comes back to that. Jesus will save you from breast cancer. I'm pretty sure science has a lot to do with that. Interestingly. Right. Weird. Right. Right. And then when she's interviewing them, it's like, uh, I'm dying. And she's like grasping for hope. And they're like, God wants you to know. And it's like, no, like she's, and this is what bothers me so much. There are two people here, her, she's dying. And so they're praying over her. And this is someone dying. That's desperate for 
their life. And so they use religion to manipulate her. And then at the end, the professor has had this epiphany that God is real and he's not angry at God anymore. So he's on his way to this newsboys concert because that's where his girlfriend is that's left him to try to make it all better. And he gets hit by a car and dies on the side of the road with the preacher holding his hand and he's last minute saved. Both of these people are saved under literal mortal circumstances. Yes. Like, yeah, you're scared and you're dying. So what are you going to do? You're going to reach out to anything mm-hmm. for help. And if a preacher is holding your hand, yeah. And he's literally like, do you accept God? Do you accept the Lord and Savior? Do you accept the Lord and Savior? And you're like, okay, fine. Yeah, I guess I'm going to die anyways. Like, fuck it. Right? You know? Can you <laughs> shut the fuck up and listen to my last phrases? Like, you're going to have time to speak after I die. Yeah. And then at the end, I know that there's more to talk about in the middle, but like at the end here, just because we're talking about it at the end, they actually like talk about his death. Like it was a good thing. Yeah. Because it like spread the word of God. They're like, wow. Yeah. You know, he's dead, but the God is so good. (laughs) And it's like, he killed the atheist. (laughs) It's like fucking (laughs) a right. Yeah. The atheist dies at the end. Yes, but he gets to go to heaven because, you know, he believes in God again. Yeah, the last fucking second when he was, like, desperate and choking on his own blood. It's ridiculous. Why can't we just be okay with the here and now? Why does it have to be about the after? You get almost 100 years if you really work at it here. Like, let's do it. Yeah. Yep. It has just the lowest ploys. You know, they're – it and – like God didn't even like let the preachers ca- multiple cars start because it's like, God, that is not how God would work anyways. He doesn't yeah, that was care so that dumb. much. Yeah. God. God. I said God so fucking much here. Yeah. Also this... don't go to pastors for therapy. Ugh, yeah. This movie was just fucking disgusting. To- it was so wholesome that I thought I was going to get diabetes. Yeah. And the thing is like when you, for like a Christian, it's wholesome. But then when you are in the positions we're in and you are mm-hmm. looking past all of that, it's incredibly sinister in my opinion. Yes, ab- like, no, absolutely. What's so funny is that they will look at the atheist and be like, you know, the devil is working and they're sinister. But in my opinion, this is one of the most evil movies. Like, yeah, no, so this is fucked up. In the last debate, Ath- or Christians do this all the time. The last debate argues that atheists have no morality or moral compass because they have no God. And he says, without mm-hmm. God, there's no reason or standard to be moral. He talks about cheating and stealing being against the commandments and how he knows what's right and wrong because of God. Okay, so I would argue then that atheists are more moral because I'm a good person and I do good things because I know that that's just what you do to be a good person. In your argument, you're telling me you only do good things because this 2,000-year-old some odd book is telling you this is your moral code. Here are your commandments. Here is what God says. If we took that away, are you telling me you would lie, cheat, steal, murder? Right. Because exactly. that's the argument you're making here. As an atheist, my moral compass just comes from being a humanist, being doing what is right by the people that are around me. There's no God. There's no Jesus. There is nothing telling me to do that other than I'm going to do what's best for me and the people around me first. 
Exactly. You're telling me that your moral compass comes from God and that without that, there is no moral compass. Well, then I tell you, you're just a bad person. Agreed. Do you know how many people don't believe in God and are still good people? Exhibit fucking A and B over here. Like, I'm, I haven't been to church and I don't know how long, but like, same. I have a lot of people and I'm not trying to be like, I'm that bad, but I have a lot of people that would argue I'm a pretty decent person to be yes. around, you know? Amanda is one of the nicest people ever. Like, oh, she will do thanks. anything for you. Thanks. Wow. But <clears throat> it's not because of fucking God. It's because I give a shit. And like, right. you know, and maybe to a fault, but that's also like, that's just another thing. But like, <laughs> it's just, that is one of the weakest points your moral compass is then so weak Mm -hmm. if you need a god to tell you how what is right and wrong because i don't correct and that's the they won't ever put themselves in those fucking shoes i want you to put yourself like if you believe in god wholeheartedly that's cool i want you to take 10 minutes and don't believe in him just 10 minutes and tell me what you would do in that scenario would you go out and kill and murder and maim yeah like the fucking purge Like if you, you know, and I understand crises of faith. Like I've been going through this for a long time and I'm actually going to get to how this maybe made me feel at the end because it was very unexpected for me and it was actually kind of triggering, which was, I was like sitting there like, what the fuck is happening to me? (laughs) But I, I've been having a crisis of faith for uh, like pretty much my entire life because as I've talked about before, I started questioning the church at a very, very young age. I, I don't know if... I heard something when I was young or if it just scared me, I was just born with a certain sense of skepticism around God. And, you know, I just, if I understand that it can put people don't do that though, because it's uncomfortable. That's what I'm trying to say. Like if you step back and thought about it, it that's challenging your faith and you're not supposed to do that. You know, if it takes away from God, that's Satan. And if it really makes you think about it and it can't make sense to you, that's just Satan telling you that, you know, you're in the wrong and you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. And that's Satan infiltrating, you No, that's skepticism. That's a good thing. Right. And not doing that is indoctrination. Exactly. But it's also very scary because when you're scared of hellfire your entire life, which they don't touch on in this movie, but basically when these people are dying, They don't have to say, well, if you don't accept Jesus right now while you're dying on the street, you're going to go to hell. What is it? What is it? What's your choice? What's your choice? What's your choice? That's what they're doing. Right. Exactly. So, of course, he's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess Jesus, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, but in the last debate as well, and I kind of already touched on this. Do you, he's like, do you hate God? Why do you hate God? You know the truth. So why do you hate him? And just keeps yelling and yelling and yelling at him. And then the atheist professor's like, because he took everything away from me. You're not an atheist. You're just angry. Mm-hmm. You're not an atheist. Atheists don't hate God. They don't believe in him. It's that simple. And then <laughs> what's so funny to me is the entire class stands up and says, God is not dead. Entire class. There's not one student in there that doesn't agree i i would i'd be sitting down i'd be like yeah no that none <laughs> of this is strong enough to constitute like there's not and even at the beginning of these debates one of the students and i understand this was put in there because they are talking to an audience that may not understand these things one of them goes what's a theist 
Oh, my mm-hmm. God. The teacher, literally in the beginning of the class, before he even sends out the write down God is dead thing, says what a theist is and what a theist means. Right. And so the kid is like, so a theist philosopher and she's like um what's a theist and they're putting that in there to explain it to the audience but i was like oh come on are you fucking kidding me Mm -hmm. you're you're talking to a presumably a theater full of theists right exactly come on but you know watch this but you know that they're all sitting there in the theater all self-righteous like yeah explain to her yeah tell her Mm -hmm. tell her So this movie is just so self-righteous. Like, I can't say that word enough because that's basically all it is. Yep. And then, like, at the end – so let me talk about the Newsboys concert and why this was, like, weirdly triggering for me. Okay. If you have never had the opportunity to go to any sort of Christian rock concert or contemporary Christian concert, it is – such a weird and different type of experience than like a normal concert. And I don't, I may have seen the newsboys before I've been to like, so a lot of times there are like these festivals, like you go, it's sometimes you'll just see like one or two bands, but a lot of times it's like this entire thing where like this, the, like in Dallas, there's a radio station that's called 94.9 KLTY. I fucking still remember that. I remember the jingle and everything. Like, this fucking stuck in my head forever. It'll never leave. And they used to do this thing called, like, Celebrate Freedom every July where they would just have all these Christian bands come. And it's kind of like that sometimes where, you know. So I may have seen the Newsboys at some point in my life because this band formed in, like, the 80s, right? They've just been around forever. And it's so weird to me and watching this newsboys concert brought up so many like buried emotions and it almost put me back into that christian state of mind and that's how i knew i was indoctrinated as a kid because i am fully atheist i am like fully like anti-indoctrination anti i'm not like anti-christian to be very clear i'm anti with this bullshit right mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck I have a lot of Christian friends a lot of Christian family whatever as long as it's not toxic but the problem is it usually is but it it made me feel like I was at a Christian concert and I was having those feelings of like needing to like raise my hand and then cry and close my eyes isn't that fucking weird yeah that's indoctrination exactly and so I'm I'm 29 years old and I haven't been The last time I think I was at anything like this, I was probably like 14. So it's been a long time. And I was like, ew, ew, ew. And so (laughs) it was very like, it's a, it's such a like surreal experience because obviously all of the music is about God. And you heard that song, God's Not Dead by the Newsboys. It's all about it's not about you. Like it's all about surrendering your life. You are not your own. You know, there was this whole thing that was when I was in high school, everyone wore these. I don't know if you remember these like bracelets that said like, I am second. Do you remember Mm, that whole movement? Not at all. So you grew up in a much more religious place than I did. Manitou is very hippy dippy. Yeah. Well, there was this, I think I, I am second was basically just all of these people telling their stories about how 
I am second now to God. Like, it's just all about like you not being first. And so at all of these Christian concerts, it's all this like powerful, jumpy music that makes you just kind of feel out of body almost. And it's really hard to describe unless you've experienced it. But I really hated watching that scene because it was like incredibly gross. And it really, and I know that I, had a lot of indoctrination when I was a kid, but I didn't realize that someone could put me back in that situation and make me feel it like that again. Mm -hmm. I thought I would just be like, Oh my God, this is gross. But I I didn't realize I would feel like I was part of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, it was it that easy. That's fucking gross. You know? And it's not like I, I, even if I was physically there, I wouldn't leave being like, I'm fucking saved again. It's just, Like, that's how easy it is, even Mm -hmm. when you have someone that has, you know, deconstructed and is out of the church and even speaks out against the church, that still lingers for a long time. And that's why I would never do that to my own children or a child that I loved. Like, I would want them to make that decision for themselves before they were too young. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Something else that I was looking at was... I was thinking about this has got to have a really high score on Rotten Tomatoes from the audience, but a really low one from the critics because the acting was not good. Mm -mm. Some of it was okay. Like the main, the professor and then the main student, they were okay. I think they were in the like pastor. They were all right. I think they were acting the parts the best they could as they were written. But like his girlfriend was so bad. Like there were, auxiliary Mm -hmm. characters that were just awful and we do this on the other podcast we always talk about the rotten tomatoes rating it's got a 12 percent from the critics and a 75 percent from the audience jesus christ so you can see how bad the movie is right exactly and that's why i think that's why i was so like it was upsetting to me last night when i was watching it because it did feel very culty at the end Mm -hmm. it felt like a cult gathering and i'm not saying you shouldn't have like contemporary christian concerts and things like that but it almost felt like it wasn't a like chosen for me, mm-hmm. like or it was chosen for me. I didn't have a choice, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that your parents do what they think is right and the best they can, especially because that's what they were brought up on too. But it's just like we talked about in a previous episode, like is indoctrination abuse. It's like it's a very gray area because I was I got out, you know, and even if I was in, I don't think I would be that different of a person, but I definitely think I'm a much better person for being out and being able to look at things from a much more open-minded lens, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like I would still carry on the same. I would still treat people on a day-to-day basis the same, but you know, would I, had I not been as skeptical and I had just gone the route that probably my parents would have preferred, would I be pro-life? I don't know. Would Mm -hmm. I... Would I have been pro-Trump? <laughs> I don't know. You know, like, but even by the time I was young, even before I was a teenager, I was already starting to lean very, before I even realized what liberal was, I was already, you know, more humanist anyway. So I don't know, but it's very icky and very cultish. This movie's all about indoctrination, manipulation, stay as like, you know, second always to your God and do anything in your power 
whether that means losing everything you love, everyone you love, everything that you've ever worked for to martyr yourself. Mm -hmm. And it was just really gross. I, I agree. Yep. So don't watch this movie if you're not in a good headspace and if you're still very raw from your deconstruction, because, you know, I didn't realize that it, you know, watching it the whole time, I was just like gross. And there were some times and I was like, mm, I made me really uncomfortable. So just a little bit, it's not really like a trigger warning, but you know, it might hit some raw spots, but I do know that there's a second one, a third one. And then the recent one that came out where they actually like go to Congress and like fight the government, which really like I I'm interested now, but like, do I really want to spend my time watching them? Maybe at some point, but not, not right now. I'm going to let that sit for a while. Also at the end of the credits, I promise I'm almost done here. It said this movie is inspired by all of these cases. And it had a whole fucking list of like college groups and like clubs, like fighting their colleges and courts, like pro-life groups, evangelical groups. So they did something that their colleges didn't like. And then they took them to the courts. Can y'all just go to Texas and secede? I'm tired of hearing from you guys. <laughs> right. Like they were all fighting for their like, you know, free speech rights or their right to. I, I mean, there were so many. Like there was one that I looked up. There was like a pro-life group versus the University of Houston. And it's like you're probably being fucking assholes to people. Mm -hmm. Go the, create your handmaid's tale somewhere else and shut up. Right. You shouldn't be. Like, go to a Christian college. Exactly. There are oh plenty. My God. There are plenty. Baylor, Texas Christian. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we don't do this over here, but one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to even rate this one. It wasted yeah. two hours of my time and literally made me sick to my stomach. So mm -mm. it's always interesting to look into the like other side of the the lens you know because I know so many people that I went to church with that love this movie and like every time a new one comes out they're in theaters and I've never really watched it and now that I it's always interesting to think about what they're consuming and then kind of put myself in their shoes like they don't ever do for us but right you know what I mean like it's, it's interesting to me that that's all you are is just yeah. the stereotypical christian you know barefoot and pregnant woman or whatever right the god's not dead we the people the one that just came out has no critic rating yet but it has a hundred percent from the audiences and i guarantee you it just came out and what are we all what's what's the current political climate that's exactly why they made god's not dead we the people mm -hmm. and they took it to congress it's got a hundred percent from audiences because that's what they want. They want to go mm -hmm. fight the big government. They want this to be a Christian nation. So that's what God's Not Dead did. Mm -hmm. So I probably will watch that at some point, even if we don't review it, because I'm just really interested to, I guess, make myself mad. I <laughs> Right. Torture myself. But as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us for this episode of Odyssey is Hottest. It's unfortunate if you've seen it. I'm sorry. Or if you were, if you had to see it with your church, like, I'm interested to kind of hear, were you already deconstructing or were you fully in it and now you're coming out of it and like rethinking what it like what was everyone saying about it if you watched it with a church like I'm so interested to hear that because obviously I 
I'm out of it now. So I didn't watch this with other Christians. Like I'd love to know. So let me know what your thoughts are. You can hit us up on all of our social medias. Everything is oddest is hottest except for Twitter, which is oddest hottest. And our email is oddest is hottest at gmail.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye.